Welcome back to Sons of Swoop, episode number eight. And we were out for a couple of weeks. Listen, it was a crazy couple of weeks. You had the Phillies in the World Series. We couldn't miss that. We had a bye week. Uh, my friend Jeff over here had the sniffles for a couple of days. Caught the COVID. Caught again. the COVID. So we couldn't do the pod, but we are back for episode eight. And we are 8-0, baby. 8-0. 8-0, looking better than ever. We're feeling better than ever. Yeah. The Phillies, though, that was that was, that was was sad. I know, we caught Phillies fever for a while, but now it's all on the birds, and we are sitting at 8-0, two games above anyone else in the league, Joe. Yeah. We're uh, really separating ourselves here. Yeah, we are separating ourselves. Uh, the Phillies gave us a magical run, and that was awesome, but... Now we can focus back on, you know, our number one team, the Eagles. And I, I don't think that we focused enough on the fact that at 8-0, that's the first time in franchise history they have done that ever, which is crazy. Like, I think the Phillies World Series took away from that special moment a little bit. Sure. And the fact that we beat Pittsburgh and Houston, two, you know, bottom-of-the-barrel teams to get to 8-0. But that is a remarkable accomplishment. I don't care... Who you play to get to eight and zero is remarkable. Definitely, I mean, think about all the good Eagles teams in the past, all the Andy Reid teams, the team that went to the Super Bowl in two thousand five. You know, the team that won the Super Bowl in twenty eighteen. I think they lost the maybe the second game in the season that year to yeah. the Chiefs, and they kind of yeah. went on a run. But this this is the best the best start the Eagles have ever had, and it's looking like this is one of the best teams they've ever put together. Yeah. So in this episode. Uh, instead of focusing, because we missed a couple weeks, instead of focusing specifically on the Pittsburgh game and the Houston game, we're about halfway through the season, although the NFL added an extra game, so there's no you know perfect halfway point. So what we're going to focus on today is, well, our whole analysis of the first half of the season, and then where we think the Eagles are going, and then a couple just extra questions that I keep seeing pop up on Twitter from some of our close friends and fans like Johnny Mo Money. And, uh, you know, the people want to know our opinion on whether, I guess we could start off with this, if you would like, or do you want to start off with uh, the analysis of the season first? Uh, let's start off with the analysis of the season. All right, so let's just break down, you know, they're 8 no. Um Were you surprised by this? Like, what do you see? Do you think that they're a true elite team, or do you think... They've gotten a little lucky in some of these games and some of the opponents. Oh, I think sitting here at 8 no, there's no question we are one of the best teams in the NFL. No, we are the best team in the NFL right now. I didn't expect this, Joe. I mean, we had the podcast before the season even started, and I said, you know, I think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to win the division. They're, they're super talented. I just didn't see them putting this together so so fast and so well. And the thing is, the thing that's scary, at least for the rest of the league, is we haven't even played our best yet. I, I really don't think we've had like that complete game where everything just clicked together, which, you know, it's, it's exciting as a fan um, because this team hasn't even peaked yet and we're still undefeated. But, you know, I thought they'd be 10 and 7. I thought they'd make the playoffs, probably win a playoff game. But, you know, I wasn't expecting a Super Bowl run. But at 8 0, especially with the way the NFL's um, trending this year with, you know, a bunch of average, maybe slightly above average, and then just flat out terrible teams. I mean, I have Super Bowl expectations halfway through the season. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're looking at a Super Bowl run here. Uh, we need to secure that number one seed. 
But I was uh, probably a little bit more optimistic than you were. But the key for this season so far, listen, we knew how we got, went out and got a ton of talent. But the key, you got to give the credit to, in my opinion, the coach and the quarterback. I mean, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts have gone kind of above and beyond what we thought. I think my biggest question mark going into the year, not that I didn't like Nick Sirianni. I like Nick Sirianni. But how good is he? You know, he was kind of up and down his first year. I think he's been knocking it out of the ballpark. Not perfect, but especially when you look around the league, some horrible football, even from good teams, uh, Nick Sirianni, I think, knocked it out of the park. And Jalen Hurts at this point in time, at this point in time, at 8-0, would be my pick for MVP of the whole league. I would have to agree with you, Joe. I mean, up until this point, I, you know, Josh Allen was putting up some pretty gaudy numbers, but he has two losses. I mean, Jalen Hurts has none, and he's doing everything you could possibly ask for him. He's taking care of the football. He's running the ball well. He's throwing the ball well. He's he's just the complete package. I think at this point, he has to be your MVP. And I think Coach Sirianni has to be Coach of the Year, too. And Howie Roseman executive. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're diehard Eagles fans. Sure, we can be biased, but... I mean, I, I feel like I'm looking at this kind of objectively. I mean, we're, we're the only undefeated team in the league, and coach, quarterback, and GM have all been amazing. Yeah, it's funny because, of course, we're biased. We are Eagles fans. We love the team. We're always going to look at it with green color glasses on. No doubt about it. Uh, but when I look at Jalen Hurts, I think the most magnificent thing about him, and I had questions about him. I like Jalen Hurts. But the question for me was never about talent. He always seemed like a very talented quarterback. But could he put it all together and be a great quarterback? Not just a great passer. Some people said, well, he doesn't have a strong enough arm. He's not accurate enough. To me, being a great quarterback is making those decisions and making the right decision and making the throws. It's putting it all together. It's not just having a strong arm and throwing the deep ball. He's been a great quarterback this year. He makes the right decisions. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he's not just digging and dunking like Sam Bradford here to get a high completion rate. It's he's throwing the ball down the field. Yep. He's throwing the ball down the field, and he's leading the team. Like, you look at some of these other great teams, they've lost to bad teams. I mean, it, it's happened. I don't want to say Pat Mahomes is a bad leader or anything like that. He's, in my opinion, probably the best, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But, he, you know, he lost to the Colts. His team lost to the Colts. Hurts has this team focused. Hurts has this team focused. So his leadership, I think, has been a huge part of it. But I think he's having a fantastic year from a, forget about all the physical traits, from a quarterback perspective, I'm shocked how good he's been. For real. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who just love to hate the Eagles. They say Hurts isn't throwing the ball downfield, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you look at the stats, look at the numbers, we actually do throw the ball downfield more than most teams. I mean, it's like us, Geno Smith's throwing the ball downfield, <laughs> Josh Allen's throwing the ball downfield, here. Pat Mahomes does. But like, other than that... Other than those quarterbacks, no one's really throwing downfield this year. It's kind of a strange year. Um, and, you know, you, you look at Hertz's numbers, and they're up there with the best in the league. And then if you just judge by the eye test, if you just watch the Eagles games, I mean, it's clear Jalen Hurts is the guy, and he's going to be – he's going to get paid soon. So, all right, I'm just going to go into the, the, the one question that keeps getting brought up. Well, the talent around Jalen Hurts – is making him a great quarterback. And you could substitute anybody in there like Trevor Lawrence, for example, and they'd be just as good. And I say that is incorrect. Now, obviously, obviously here, 
I'm not saying Jalen Hurts would be as good this year without A.J. Brown, without a great offensive line. I'll say a slightly overrated offensive line this year, but we can break that down later. Um, without Dallas Goddard, without Devontae Smith. I'm not saying that. That's obviously true. Uh, those guys are obviously making him better. But here's a guy that has shown you he can win in multiple different ways. He can, he can win with his legs, scoring touchdowns or running for first downs. He can win it throwing down the field. He can win it uh, playing, uh, throwing it in the middle of the field. He can win it in multiple different ways, throwing the multiple different people. I mean, Brown's had big games. Goddard's had big games. Devontae Smith's had big games. And he's making those guys better. A.J. Brown's having his best season ever. Yep. Miles Sanders is having his best season ever. That, a lot of that has to do with Jalen Hurts being that double threat. Um, he makes this offense, when things are clicking and they're executing prop- properly, impossible to stop. What are you going to do? He's going to throw it to A.J. Brown. He's going to run it. Where he's going to hand it off to Miles Sanders. Well, pick your poison, and he's making the right decision almost every time. Yeah, especially on that uh, the RPO. I mean, he runs it better than anyone in the league. I mean, sure, Trevor Lawrence would probably be better on the Eagles. No than, doubt, than we're he, not saying yeah, that. Then he then he is on the Jaguars. But like, I mean, what do you want Jalen Hurts to do? This is his team, and it's looking like. I mean, we have a we have a pretty young offensive squad. I mean, this is going to be the team going into the future. So it's kind of. It, you know, some, I think it's a little stupid to even like have this. Like, we we we're talking about you, Johnny Mo Money, <laughs> and you just love removing Jalen Hurts from this team and throwing him on like I don't know the Browns. And I don't, I, I'm sure he wouldn't be as successful, but it's clear the guy is talented. I mean, what do you want Brady to do when he was in New England? Oh, he wouldn't be anything if he didn't have Belichick. Take Belichick off the Pats, and then it, it just. The counterfactual is just like a, it's a dumb game to play. Well, let's not forget this either, which to me is maybe the most important stat for a quarterback. He's got two interceptions. He's got two. So he's throwing the ball down the field. He's throwing it to a bunch of different receivers. He's throwing it over the middle of the field. He's got two interceptions. And this, I know we run a lot, but not in the first half, right? We pass to get the lead, then we run in the second half. He's not turning the ball over. Now, I know he had a turnover against Houston, kind of on a busted play. Uh, I'm pretty sure that play, Kelsey snapped the ball a little early, and then Jack Stoll didn't block right. the defensive end. Or uh, it was actually uh, Stephen Nelson, actually, former Eagle, uh, on a cornerback blitz. But he doesn't turn the ball over. He's got, um, I think, only three on the year. I think that was his first lost fumble. That is a huge that's huge. I mean, look at the Eagles' turnover differential this year. It's the best in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, we're ball hawking out there on defense like I've never seen before. And then on offense, you know, Sanders before, you know, kind of had a fumbling problem. He hasn't put the ball on the nope. ground this year. Hurts has been taking care of the ball. I mean, this team really is built to, to make a deep run. So my last thing on Hurts, I, I think where people get lost, they get lost in the sauce a little bit here is they look at guys like Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen and they see 6'5", strong arm, you know, kind of guys. Are those two guys specifically, because that's who we're comparing him to, uh, and I'll even throw Lamar Jackson in there, are they uh, more quote-unquote talented than him? I think Jalen Hurts underrated from a physical standpoint. I think he's got a strong arm. I think he's pretty fast. He's strong. He's tough. But those guys, I would say, are more talented, and I think Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but this season, 
This season is what we're talking about. I think Jalen Hurts has been the best quarterback. But again, look at Lamar Jackson, right? He's got a strong arm. He's really fast. I still think that Jalen Hurts this season specifically has been the best quarterback. No, you're right. I mean, I mean, if you want to look at something like Rodgers and Brady, like Rodgers is probably the more, more talented quarterback. Yeah. But he has one Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, Brady, Brady's the best. Brady has seven. I mean... It's it's not all about talent. It's and Brady's not a physical specimen. No, he's not. It's, you know, it's a lot of intangible things. It's taking care of the football and just making smart reads and getting rid of the ball and not taking sacks. And Jalen Hurts does all those things so well, and he he should be the MVP this year. All right, beautiful. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off a few things. Stop me if you want to. A.J. Brown is having his best season ever. Is everything I ever wanted in an Eagles wide receiver. I love that, man. He's the second coming of T.O. Yeah, like, I mean, I was so glad he got those three touchdowns against Pittsburgh, yes. especially after Chase Claypool had those four against us like yeah. two or three years ago, which is insane. Yeah, A.J. Brown, um, just everything. I mean, he does everything. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He goes over the middle. He can run deep. Uh He's had a couple drops, but nothing huge. Uh, he is just, and he's not really a diva. So you gotta love, a, and you know, defenses hate playing against him because he's gonna run them over. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it when he uh, his third touchdown celebration. He started uh, pointing at the Steelers' defenders like one, two. Yeah, I'll take the penalty uh, every oh, time. Yeah. If, you're, if you're gonna catch three touchdowns, we're gonna take it. Yeah, the no fun I that. I mean, love that. Come on, we're giving wide receivers penalties for it's it's baloney, but whatever. Um, Devontae Smith's kind of cooled off a little bit, uh, in my opinion. What do you think? I mean, he had that really, really big second game of the season where he went off for like 150 yards after everyone was kind of saying, what happened to him in week one where he didn't have any catches? I'm not too worried. Uh, Hurst does tend to spread the ball around pretty well. Um, You know, A.J. Brown was doing well against Pittsburgh, and then Goddard had a really big game against Houston. And, you know, we're running the ball really well, too, with Sanders, you know. Just one more thing about Hurts. You know, these guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, sometimes they'll throw the ball like 60-plus times in the game, and we don't need Jalen Hurts to do that. Well, that, yeah, that's the other thing with stats being a little deceiving. We have not um, we've not trailed in the second half in any of the eight games. So, of course, we're not going to be out there passing the ball a ton in the second half, which is going to maybe hurt his stats a little bit. Yeah, I mean, bit. we took him out against Pittsburgh with like most of the fourth yeah. quarter left to put Gardner Minshew in. I mean, he was... I mean, Hurst has played that well, put us in a position where he didn't have to play the fourth quarter, didn't have to throw the ball 68 yep. times. I mean, look at this past weekend. Josh Allen lost to the fucking Jets. I mean, sure, the Jets are different this year, but Zach Wilson is a bottom-tier quarterback. Yeah, he's one of the worst. for like 140 yards. Zach Wilson's one of the worst. That defense is legit. Um, I don't want to take any way, anything away from that defense and Sauce Gardner, but the, come on, the Jets. And then, I mean, the, the Chiefs almost lost. They took the Titans with... Malik Morris is their quarterback. Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Whatever his name is, he threw like 15 times at six completions. Well, it's Derrick Henry. It's the Derrick Henry. Yeah, I know, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's insane. So yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes threw almost 70 times that game. So you know, Hurts might not have the yards these guys do, but look at the other numbers. But he's also going to have more rushing yards than probably both of them, and he's going to definitely have more rushing touchdowns. Plus, Josh Allen. We'll see about his elbow. I mean, yeah. he's got an elbow injury, so who knows? He might be out for a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, back to your point, Devontae Smith, am I worried about him? No. He's he's super I, talented, so, and we have so many weapons that he doesn't have to have 100 yards every single game. He's the perfect number two receiver. Now, I think the Dolphins have a better one-two punch because I think Jalen Waddle's amazing. Um, but 
when I ask myself this, I really love Devontae Smith, but who do I want the ball in their hands? I want A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. I want the ball in their hands. And I love Devontae Smith. But those two guys, they can make a huge play every time. Uh, but he's the perfect number two guy because he's going to be open the majority of the time. Um, and I, I think he's going to put up pretty good stats. I think he's a really solid receiver. Got no problem with him. Dallas Goddard I just love. I, I think he's stopping with the knock on wood. He's stopping with the drops in my opinion. I have not seen no. many egregious right. drops in the last few games. You're totally right. He's starting he, to dominate. He had so many last season. It just drove me crazy. But you're right. He's definitely cleaned that up. Yeah. And um, quickly to end with the offense. Well, I want to talk about the offensive line a little bit. But Miles Sanders kind of quietly is having a ridiculous season for him. He's on pace to have 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns. Wow. Because he's just been solid. He's just doing what he should do. He's seeing like the hole, and he is going for it. And he's not doing anything fancy. He's not doing anything special, but he's doing exactly what he needs to. I mean, he's a really good running back. I'm not trying to make it out like he's a nobody, mm-hmm. but he's just... Sometimes in the past, he would dance too much. He wouldn't pick up the yards that were in front of him. He'd get hurt, and he's just doing everything he needs to do this year. So No, totally, and you love to see it after last season. He didn't record a single touchdown, which yeah. was just mind-boggling because yeah. he, had, he had opportunities last year, but it's nice to see him have a good season. He's and a dangerous player, too. He is, and like, you know, most people, you know, NFL fans wouldn't put Sanders, you know, in the top five running backs in the league, and... You know, that's probably fair, but he's he's very, very good. And he, he's not getting those carries that, you know, Derrick Henry or, like, Nick Chubb gets because Hurts is getting so many carries, too. Yeah. So that kind of takes away from his stats, but he's rushing very well this season. All right. Now, offensive line. Number one, Jason Kelsey, I think, might be having his best year ever. That dude ridiculous. is ridiculous. I mean, he's making the second-level blocks. He is lost he has not lost I mean, a he's not running the running backs in a lot of occasions it's I, insane I, and i know we drafted cam jurgens i don't want kelsey to retire i want him back next year i mean he can clearly play next year and probably the year after listen jason kelsey doesn't know eagles fans anything at no. this point but you know i would love to see him again out there next year too all right and that brings me to lane johnson who i think is so underrated just because he's a right tackle he's a easily a top five tackle Right, left, doesn't matter in the entire league. I mean, this guy just does not let up sacks. (laughs) Oh, easily. I mean, you saw when he was out with a concussion how the game just completely flipped. It just completely changed. Was that against Dallas, I think? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Lane Johnson, I mean, he might be the second most valuable player on this team after Hurts. All right, now here's my problem with the offensive line. I think Dickerson, Samalu, solid. They're fine. I got no problems. Our big guy, who I love personally, Jordan Mailata, and I— been saying this week after week, oh, my lot of he's okay, he's okay. And, well, last game he let up two consecutive sacks. Uh, and he just has not been – and don't blame the shoulder. I don't think – he's just getting beat. That's got nothing to do with your shoulder. Uh, he's not been great in pass protection this year. He's been great in run blocking. You can't stop him. He's 6'8", 360 pounds. He has not been great in pass blocking. No, and I, I totally agree. Um I, you know, I never really saw signs of it until this, this year. In previous seasons, he's been, I thought he was going to be one of the best left tackles in football. And, he, you know, he still could. But, like, I texted you after those two sacks, and I was like, my lot is no Jason Peters. No, I mean, no. Jason Peters, I mean, we took that guy for granted. I mean, he was the best left tackle in football. And yeah. my lot had big shoes to fill. You know, 
we'll see if he can uh i mean he's still very good don't get me wrong he's still yeah. a very very good left tackle but you're right he's probably the weak spot on the offensive line right now yeah i, I would say that because sam malu i mean people like to trash him a little bit at least from what i or just forget about him i think he's like is he a brandon brooks dominating you know huge guard no but i he's just a guy that doesn't really make mistakes and uh, Dickerson, again, I haven't noticed him really at all, which I think is a good thing. Uh, For sure. But my lot I have noticed. And listen, he's got a lot of tape on him now, so maybe some of those speed rushers kind of realize, hey, if I get a good jump, I can beat him. You know, he's 360 pounds. There's only, you know, you can only move so fast. But they're going to have to fix that a little bit because he got – and I, I will say this about Hurts. I thought in the Houston game – he wasn't feeling – he didn't have the pocket presence that he has had all season. But, you know, it was a Thursday night game. How can you be ready? It, Thursday night game should not be a thing. Uh, should we get into Thursday night football now? Because I could rant about how much I hate, despise Thursday night freaking football. Well, you it's had, the absolute worst. You had a bad product on Thursday. I mean, Houston, you know, it was tied 14-14. And if both of these teams have full time, they're preparing full yeah. rest. It's not fourteen. I mean, the players aren't ready to play. You know, four days after they just went to war on Sunday. I mean, if the NFL talks about player safety. If the NFL really cared about player safety, Thursday night football wouldn't exist. They don't care about. But they care. They don't. They care about money. That's, that's they right. They care about money. If, if they could, they'd have football every day of the week. And I think it's. A, I think it stinks. I think what makes football so great is that it's one day. I mean, you have Monday Night Football. I don't even like Monday Night Football. I don't like it's Monday Night Football. It's one day. It's an event. You wait all week for it. And there's it's oversaturation with this Thursday Night Football every single week. I love it on Thanksgiving. I love watching the Cowboys and Lions play as tradition. Um, have those teams have the bye the week before so they're not coming off of Sunday games. Uh, just don't put the players at risk. Just The matchups suck. It's on Amazon. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's just terrible. I mean, I barely watched because I had the Phillies on the big screen, the Eagles on the laptop, and it was just not enjoyable at all. Have all the Sunday 1 o'clock is the best time slot for your football team. Okay? That's all I want from the Eagles. And guess what? We we have a mini buy here. We're not playing until Monday. Oh, thanks. I freaking two, t- 10 or 11 days well, to get two ready weekend, for the two I mean, weekends in a row and we just came off the bye so I know I mean it's, there's three weekends out of like ugh, the last four where there's it's horrible. no horrible yeah. this is Southern Swoop needs to be in rhythm here we gotta get a flow going yeah no it's it's a really bad product and I thought that game too we'll talk about the defense but as far as the offense goes uh, they did have the one fumble if that fumble didn't happen which was because they were out of sync um the game's probably a blowout from the beginning because the offense looked good good from this jump. Um, So the the fumble was the only thing that even kept Houston in that game. I've had people on Twitter saying, the Eagles struggled against Houston. Uh, Give me a freaking break. It was a double-digit win. Um, on Thursday night football, on the road. We're on, <laughs> on the road. That's not an easy game. It's I don't not, care who you're playing. And listen, we're 8-0 and now. Yeah. Every team in the NFL knows this. They're giving their best effort when they're playing us. They want to be the team to knock us off. And Houston, you know, got to give them credit. Davis Mills looked out was out there. He played pretty well. Damian Pierce played Damian great. Pierce had game of his life. Um, but I love that haters are – they're now like – they have to resort to saying the Eagles struggled. Guess what? They won. It don't matter, baby. They won. They won, they won by double digits. Yeah, they, Every time the offense touched the ball, I thought they were going to score. And they did for the most part other than a yeah. fluke fumble. Yeah. Um, the offense looked great. Defense was actually a little worrisome. That's a great segue into our next uh, part. Well, the last thing I want to say, our prediction for the future for this Eagles offense – 
If they stay healthy, I think they're just going to get better and better. You can see Hurts just getting more comfortable. A.J. Brown's a beast. Dallas got it. Looks like he's getting into a rhythm. I think we have the most complete offense in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. We, we can throw the ball so well. We can run the ball really well. I mean, you look at the Chiefs and the Bills. Sure, they're great at throwing the ball. They have no run game. Yeah. They're, they're one-dimensional. The Eagles attack you at every angle. Yep. All right, so defensive side of the ball. Um, this is where I think a lot of Eagles fans agree with us where we're really frustrated with this defense. It was on full display in Houston. So here's a couple things that I want to talk to you about about the, about the defense. Number one, they are a terrible tackling team. They've, it's so weird because in the beginning of the season, they look like one of the best um, tackling teams in the NFL, like one of the best Eagles tackling teams I've ever seen. And then within like week four, week five, it's, it's, gotten, it's gotten so, so sloppy. Yeah, especially with a guy like Damian Pierce. Uh, I saw a guy who I thought was a great tackler all year. Marcus Epps got destroyed a couple times. Avante Maddox. I mean, he's a tiny guy, but he got ran over a few times uh, for huge plays. It was bad. Uh, So the tackling all year has been bad. We're ranked 29th uh, in tackling in the entire league. That's worrisome for me, especially when you get to the playoffs and you get to some of these better teams. No, for sure. I mean, I think against Houston especially, Jonathan Gannon is running these smaller defensive packages out um, and has the corners off so far. And, you know, the offense is just getting up there at the line of scrimmage and looking at it and be like, there's at least six yards to take on the ground here. Yeah. Um, and they're just they're just running the ball down our throats. I mean, I know Jordan Davis was out, um, and he's been a pretty big part of stopping the run, but I, I, I don't want to hear that. I he mean, plays 30% of the snap. Yeah, yeah. So. I, mean, I mean, we should be able to stop the run with the defensive line we have, and we look like one of the worst run-stopping teams in the league. Yeah, which scares me a little bit because you got guys like Jonathan Taylor, uh, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, even Tony Pollard coming up on the schedule. Worries you a little bit, uh, which brings me to my second point. We're about middle of the pack when it comes to third down, conversion, and red zone defense. That worries me against the better teams. What do you think? Oh, of course. I mean, that's actually kind of surprising that we're that bad on third down. I didn't really realize that. We're about middle of the pack. We're not terrible, but we we have not played a lot of great offenses. Okay. Well, well the red zone makes perfect sense because once, you know, it's tighter quarters, the teams are running that football and... What do you know? The Eagles stick at stopping the run. So, of course, they're scoring once they get within the 20. Um, yeah, I mean, that's concerning. I mean, we're listen, we're 8-0. So, I guess Jonathan Gannon has done a decent job so far. But well, it, I'm going to give him— The defense could yeah, be better. I'm actually going to give him a lot of uh, compliments in a second. But I like going over the negative first. Because I don't—this defense is not uh, fun to watch except for the turnovers. That's what's made this defense from— Really a mediocre defense to one of the best defenses. They just get interception out after interception. However, and that's very exciting, I think Jonathan Gannon has a lot to do with that with his scheme. And I think the players are really great in the secondary. What worries me, though, about relying so much on turnovers and being a somewhat mediocre defense, not bad, but somewhat mediocre defense outside of turnovers is, let's say you get to the playoffs. You don't get a turnover. You're playing a better team, better quarterbacks. Well, what might happen? They might score touchdowns. How many interceptions have we gotten uh, in our own territory? Mm. Like, that could go from nothing, no points, to now a touchdown. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, turnovers. I mean, I don't want to say they're they're all luck, but there is a little bit of luck involved in turnovers. Sometimes the quarterback just makes a stupid throw, um, and it's really nothing the defense did. They just, you know, right place, right time. Yeah. So, yeah, once you get into the playoffs, especially because you're going to mostly be playing teams that have taken pretty decent care of the ball all season. That's why they're in the playoffs. So you would hope that the run defense can get its act together because I think our cornerbacks have been pretty much shut down for the entire year. I know Bradbury, I think, was it against Houston last game? Yeah, it was against Houston. Yeah, he really didn't play that well. I'm not concerned about it. But for the most part, uh, the pass defense has been really good, except for the pass rush. Yeah, the pass rush has been really inconsistent. And part of that, to me, is due to the fact that we do not have an elite. Like, we don't have a Miles Garrett. We don't have one of the Boses. We don't have uh, an Aaron Donald. We have four or five really good players. Uh, I haven't really seen Josh Sweat stick out at all this year. I mean, he's got like, what, two and a half, maybe three sacks. Uh, Hassan Reddick, to me, is, I really like him. I, he, I mean, great, he's probably our best defensive line player this year. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think he's, but to me, the problem with him uh, is that he's kind of an all or nothing guy. He either gets there or he doesn't. He's not, you know, again, he's he, not disrupting. He, he's not Miles play. Garrett. Yeah. And I, that's, listen, there's only five or six of those kind of guys in the league. So this is not a negative towards Hassan Reddick. I think he's done great this year. Uh, Hargrave has been really inconsistent. Last two games he has, oh my gosh, been, I mean, he looks like Aaron Donald the last two weeks. But before that, I didn't notice him at all. Fletcher Cox has been, he's he, washed. he had a couple good games in the beginning. He doesn't even give full effort, which, and I've heard you know, some really great analysts say, uh, Fletcher Cox isn't really giving a ton of effort here. Um, that worries me. That's been a theme with him the last couple of years. You know, Brandon Graham's Brandon Graham. But, yeah, so some problems Robert with Robert Quinn, the, we haven't really... Uh, oh, yeah, Robert Quinn. So, I mean, listen, I, I think... I love the signing. Yeah. Uh, we're just still waiting for his coming out party. Yeah, I mean, he just got traded here. He... he the first game, he literally didn't get to practice, and the second game was short week. So uh, I'm excited to see him. I thought that was a great trade, another great Howie move. Fourth-round pick for Robert Quinn, who had, that all who had the year before. What, he had ridiculous. 19 or 18 sacks the year before? Yeah, Heck like yes, that. I'll take that. Uh, even if he just fills in for Derek Barnett, who we lost, and just plays that role, whatever. But he could be. A dominant player. We saw just last year. No, absolutely. I mean, listen, he was on the Bears, and the Bears' defense isn't very good. I think uh, the stats were before he came over to the Eagles, he was getting double-teamed second most. Second most. And that's yeah. probably why he didn't have so many sacks this year. I mean, if you're getting double-teamed every single time, I mean, you're relying on your other players to go get go out and get the quarterback. So, And he was playing 70% of the snaps. He's going to be fresh here. We rotate our defensive linemen. So I think you could see some big things out of him. But at the very worst, you needed to replace Derek Barnett. Nobody's been talking about that because he got hurt so early on. But we had no depth there. So just adding a veteran guy who's been on a couple good teams, who has the chance to have, even if it's just one great game in the playoffs, oh, heck yes, I'll trade a fourth-round pick for that any day of the week. Are you ready for some of the... I'm actually going to say something nice about Jonathan Gannon. Please do, Joe. So... I read, a G- I think it was Jeff McClain article explaining the defense a little bit more. And I got thinking about it, and I don't, I don't love it. I don't love the philosophy, but I understand it a little bit better. And I have to give him credit. I think other than the Lions game, we haven't let up more than 17 points all season. And with our offense being as good as it is, 
That's a winning formula. It's very impressive. It's very impressive. Modern NFL. So this is what his formula is. His formula is the you know the the cover two two deep safeties. He lets everything go underneath, and his idea is this. Okay, if you look at the analytics, we can let these great running backs run as much as they want. They that takes up a lot of time. They don't always score. And if the quarterback's got to pass a lot in those short, dinky passes, the more passes he has, the more chances there are for a turnover. And so far, that has worked out beautifully this year. Running backs have run on us. It hasn't really mattered. Quarterbacks have thrown a lot. Guys like Davis Mills have looked pretty good for a little bit, but then they eventually make the turnover. So his, and, and we finally have good a good secondary. So I don't love that brand of defense. I like something a little bit more aggressive. But basically, his brand of defense is let the quarterback make a mistake. Hmm. I mean, sitting at 8-0, it's hard to um, argue against it. I'm just worried, you know, come playoff times, they yep. were playing the Cowboys. Yep. And, you know, maybe the offense doesn't get off to a good start. Maybe the Cowboys take the lead and it's 7-0 or 14-0. I mean, what happens then? Is Jonathan Gannon going to be able to adjust his defense? And are the players going to be ready to play a different style when, you know, they're just handing it off to Tony Pollard Every play. And, you know, well, listen, if, they, if they were to do that with yeah. a current defensive scheme, they'd win the football game because they we wouldn't have – we would have hardly any time of possession. And Dallas would, you know, walk down the field if they could get a field goal. I mean, that's huge. Well, the problem with Dallas is – and I know we make fun of Dak Prescott a lot, but he's a better quarterback than, I don't know, most of the NFC right now. So And they got C.D. Lamb. They can throw the ball too. Uh Potentially, potentially they can throw the ball too. That could be a killer formula. I think the Cowboys, I hate to say, and I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. And I think the Eagles are the better team. But out of everybody in the NFC, you know, you get the 49ers too who have a lot of talent. And they they have some guys that can break tackles. So that worries me a little bit. But the Cowboys have an offense, a defense that matches up fairly well with the Eagles. No, I mean, I think they're the second. I hate to say it, but that's just the no, truth. It, no, it's true. I mean, I think they're the second best team in the NFC right now. I know Minnesota has one more win than them. They're 7-1, and one, but, I mean, all their games are coming down to the wire. I mean, they just barely beat Washington. Well, I actually think Washington's improved with Taylor Heineke, but... Um, yeah, they're a decent team. Yeah, I mean, and I thought that coming into the season. I thought that... I'm actually shocked the Giants are as good as they are. I thought the Commanders would be, you know, mediocre. And that's what, they, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. They, had, they just had to get rid of Wentz. Yeah, I mean... He, the guy they traded for. <laughs> what a dumb organization. They gave up a second-round pick for him. We've been saying it all the A year. second and a third, and a, he has a huge contract. Yeah, it's awful. We've when been they saying had a year. better quarterback the whole time. Are they stupid? Yes. Taylor Heineke's better. He yeah. is better. Wentz is one of the five worst quarterbacks in the NFL. We've been saying it all year. He stinks. He should retire. Yeah, he's, he's There's not... There's no coming back. No, he's never... He's never coming. Yeah, he's not. Um, roll with Heineke. Heineke's at least fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not as scared of Minnesota as I am of the Cowboys. And you're right, the Niners are the other team in the in the NFC that not, could yeah. cause some problems, especially with Christian McCaffrey now. Yeah, the last thing I'll say about Gannon, it's worked well with our offense because even with the run game, it eats up so much clock that even if they go all the way down the field and score, like the Eagles, if they do the thing that they've been doing and scoring a lot of points... Well, okay, maybe he's willing to give up that super long drive at the end of a game when they need to score quickly um, to you know secure a win. And it, it has worked. So I have to give it to him, the formula of 
making the quarterback throw a lot of passes and getting a turnover from it, and maybe letting up a long drive. There's been very few times, in fact, the one time was really Houston, where they scored pretty quickly on us. But typically teams, when they score on us, it is not quick. So I will give him that. No, for sure. For sure. All right. Um, anything else we want to talk about as a team, special teams? I mean, they've just kind of they made a bad They've made I a guess. bad play every every game, but they, have they improved? I guess so. I mean, well, no. Actually, I take that back. Jake Elliott's yeah. great. Sip boss has improved. but Elliott they, missed a kick, though. Yeah, he did. But uh, the, the coverage has still been bad on both sides. Yeah, I, I just – they're just not um, – Part of it, I think they didn't go out and get a good kick returner or punt returner. I think they're content with just having a guy that catches the ball. But bring back Greg Ward then. I think Greg Ward's got uh, safer hands than Britton Covey. Covey, to me, looks like he's about to get pummeled. every. Like He takes yeah. the hardest hits I've ever seen. He gets crushed every time. I don't know if this is going to be a controversial opinion, but I think come playoff time, I want to see Devontae Smith back there. Yeah, I agree. Listen, it's the playoffs. I agree. Go out there and play. Make sure he's getting reps in practice. I don't really want to see him too much in the regular season. Maybe once or twice, have him go out um, and just tell him you're fair catching this no matter what because you don't want to see him get hurt. But once it's the playoffs, put him back there. Because Covey, what is his best return for like four yards this year? Most of the time, you think he's, he's either fumbled the ball or gone backwards. I mean, the dude can't get can't get anything. Listen, Devontae is a football player. I know he's skinny, but he is he is tough as anybody. I put him out there. Not maybe not every time in the playoffs, but I selectively put him out there. I totally agree with that. Regular season doesn't really matter as much. Uh, the one thing I will say, you actually sparked a memory. The only real issue I have with the Eagles' offense, and it's really a play calling issue. If they do that little wide receiver bubble screen to Devontae Smith one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. They throw it five yards behind of the of uh, the line of scrimmage, and it never works. No, and we run it like four times and a I, game. I remind, it reminded me because Devontae Smith, in the I think it was the Pittsburgh game, ran backwards for 10 yards. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing, but that was a horrible play by him. I mean, just at the very least, just eat the loss. Don't run backwards for 10 yards. We lost 10 yards on a bubble screen. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of seeing that play. Listen, the tight end screen of Dallas Scott, got it works beautifully. Yeah, uh, That I agree. That's a great play. Because he runs people over. Why are you doing it? With Devontae Smith, he doesn't, you know, it's not his fault, but he doesn't really break tackles and he's not like, you know, shifty speed kind of. A.J. Brown, I get it. Dallas Goddard, it's beautiful. But stop with doing it to Devontae Smith or Quaz Watkins. They, they're terrible at it. They are. Um, we don't really run any running back screens. Never! Which is, kind of, which kind is of so weird. silly to me. Because Sanders, I think, would be great at it because he's a really shifty guy that's hard to tackle. Right. I don't know if they just don't trust his hands, even though, like, on the few. Um, targets he's gotten this year. It seemed like he's caught the ball. Maybe they're saving it for the playoffs. <laughs> Something special. Who I knows? mean, why open the playbook up now, though? Like, in all honesty. Well, we still got to secure the number one seed. That's no, I'm just saying against, like, Pittsburgh and Houston and oh, sure. maybe save it for the Cowboys game on, on Saturday Night Football. Although, this Eagles coaching staff hasn't really done any sort of, you know, we've seen this. Spe- we've seen some trick plays against our special teams. Uh, but they don't really have to, I guess. I mean, they on fourth down, they just have a good play, and they, they make it a lot of the time. So, But, uh, all right, um, are, are we ready to move on to the, the next question? The biggest thing against the Eagles on Twitter is— Let's hear it. I mean, I hear it from all these fans, and it as part of me gets really frustrated because I'm just like, these people must be really stupid— 
or they're just haters. They're probably just haters. But the Eagles have had an easy schedule. That's why they're 8 no. Duh. Uh, what a stupid, stupid argument. The Eagles, and I could understand it more if the Eagles weren't really talented and they were squeaking by. Even if most people at the beginning of the season recognized the Eagles have an incredibly talented team. And we haven't really squeaked by. There's been a couple close games, but again, we've never been trailing in the second half or at half. It's it's such a ridiculous thing <laughs> to claim. I mean, first of all, look around the NFL. Who do you want us to play? What the Bills, Chiefs, every single week? I mean, what other teams are are good besides us and them? They want us to play the Bills and the Chiefs every week. I, and we played Dallas, second best team in the NFC. Sure, they had Cooper Rush playing, but he he was undefeated up until that point. Yeah, it's not our fault Cooper Rush had to play either. Like I keep hearing the Cooper Rush thing. Cowboys fans, by the way, Jeff, tell me if I'm wrong here. And I, Listen, if you say I'm wrong, I'll accept it. Before that Dallas game, every single Dallas Cowboys fan was saying Cooper Rush is going to win the game. He's great. He hasn't thrown an interception. He's undefeated. Well, we made him throw three. Well, yeah, but after the game now, every single Dallas Cowboys fan that I talked to on Twitter, every... Oh, that was only a small portion of the fan base that said Cooper Rush was going to win. Everybody knew he was going to lose. He's terrible. You just beat a backup. Why are you so excited? Well, by the way, Jeff, you know what? Is it our fault that they chose to have Cooper Rush as their backup? The Eagles are a smart organization, always have a good backup. Like, hmm, Nick Foles, who won the freaking Super Bowl? <laughs> How about even, I don't know, Jeff Garcia, A.J. Feely? Hey, Michael right Vick, was a, yeah, Michael Vick was a backup. So, yeah, go cry uh, in the corner and stop talking trash. Like, how can you talk trash when you lost the game? They lost the game, and it wasn't wasn't really that close. I mean, I'm sure they made a little comeback at the end. But listen, Cooper Rush was undefeated up until that point. He had no turnovers, and we made him throw three interceptions. So We made him look silly. We, we made him look silly. That was a legitimate win. We also beat the Minnesota Vikings, who, without our loss... Would be undefeated this year. Yeah, I mean, what you, they're seven and one. Yeah, yeah they're seven and one. I think, and we 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 whooped them. Oh yeah, we embarrassed them. Yeah, uh, and if you look at, I think we have the twelfth toughest schedule this year. So by, far, by some so metric. far, yeah. yeah, so far. I'm so. I mean, that's one of the, you know. It was one of the half. It's one of the uh, toughest schedules in the league if you look at it. If we're twelfth and there's thirty-two teams in the NFL, I mean, what do you want us to do? We can only play who who's scheduled. Uh, is the NFL? It's any given any given Sunday. Any team can win at any time. I mean, I, I had somebody on Twitter. Now they must have been a troll, but they said they were getting me angry. They said the Eagles. I I was trying to make them look silly because it was such a stupid argument. Yeah, the Eagles already know, but I just think the Chiefs and the Bills are better. They're just not as good. I'm like, well. Yeah, I don't know. Explain yourself a little bit. And they're like, well, you know, they're just better. Like, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Chiefs or the Bills, by the way. Like, all other fans are coming after the Eagles. Chiefs and Bills, great teams. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, great quarterbacks. I got no problem saying that. Are they just as good as the Eagles? Maybe. Wait, if we played them right now, could the Bills win? Sure. I mean, that certainly could happen. They're a great team. This guy said the Chiefs and the Bills would beat the Eagles 10 out of 10 times. And I'm like, <laughs> well, okay, I'm absurd. blocking you. You're blocked. <laughs> because that's just – but that's what I keep getting. Well, they're not as good as the Chiefs and the Bills. I got no problem saying the Chiefs and the Bills are a good team. I, I don't understand why people – and it's a lot of people. Why can't they just say the Eagles are a good team? 
Like that's why like everyone hates Philly, Joe. Yeah, they hate Philly. Everyone hates Philly. They I hate shouldn't our fans. care. They Jason hate our Ke- teams. Jason Kelsey told me not to care, so I don't care anymore. Yeah, screw them. We're eight and zero. They're jealous. They're definitely yeah. They're well. They're definitely jealous. They're definitely a little jelly. That's for sure. They are jelly. I mean, I think for for the most part, when we played our the teams that we played, for the most part, they were like five hundred or above when we yeah. played them. They might not be so now. Like you know, the Jaguars were like two and one when yeah. we played them, and now they've kind of um, slid. But Commander, I mean, people at the thought time, the Commanders were going to win that game, and we embarrassed them. The, the last two games, listen, Pittsburgh and Houston are terrible. There's no, although again, going on the road on a short week's not an easy feat. Um, they're still an NFL team, and again, you look at all the other teams in the league. There's nobody else that they know. The NFC is terrible. I know. If we beat if we beat the Bucks or the Packers, would people be impressed with those wins? I mean, those teams stink, especially yeah. the Packers. They're done. Well, we're we got, playing the Packers soon. We got rid of them weeks ago. Oh, good. I, maybe we might be playing Jordan Love when that comes around, Joe. You know what? That might be a tougher game if Jordan loves that quarterback. I said what I said. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be out there. He doesn't give a shit. Well, let me ask you this, because now we're getting into the future schedule. You said Jordan Love might be tougher than Rodgers. Maybe. Rodgers, to me, is a very hateable guy. He is a a guy that blames other people. He takes no accountability. He's blamed his coach so far. He's blamed other players so far. Uh, I heard Johnny Momoni say, well, Aaron Rodgers isn't good because of his receivers. Well, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be the best quarterback ever. And you know what? He just keeps blaming people. So you know what? Maybe it's his own fault. How about that? He threw three horrible interceptions. Horrible against Detroit. Yeah, they lost to Detroit. So I don't want to hear it. They put up... Detroit was giving up the most points in the NFL. I think they, what did they score? Eight or nine? Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's embarrassing. So they don't care be, who's receiver. So Put you, you out there, Joe. So let go, me say, go run a slant route up the middle. So let Give me, me a freaking break. Let me say this. Okay. You say Jordan Love might be tougher than Rodgers. Let me ask I just, you. I mean, listen. I don't want to make it sound like I think Jordan Love's a better quarterback. <laughs> but I don't think Rodgers gives a shit. I think the human element has to be a factor. He doesn't. Especially in football. He's he doesn't care. The team's yeah. are 3-6. and six. He knows they're not going anywhere. He's checked out. So I think Jordan Love could come in and play better. The Packers should have traded him with Devontae Adams. They would have had a ton of picks. They would have been set up very nicely. They it made no sense to keep Rodgers and get rid of Devontae Adams, and then not. It just made no sense. They, if they got rid of one, they should have gotten rid of both. And he doesn't. He's got the worst attitude of like anybody ever. Uh, but this brings me to my next question: Are the Colts better with Jeff Saturday as their coach <laughs> instead of Frank Reich? Wow! And Sam Ellinger or Ellinger? Ellinger instead of. Matty Ice. Well, I'm not going to go so far and say Ellinger's better. I mean, they just put up three points. He's, against, he, uh, they they're, got, they're waving the way for He got sacked like nine times. New England scored a touchdown defense. I think they just put Foles in, to be honest. I just They don't want to win, though. They don't want to win. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, I mean, they're kind of tanking. I mean, Jeff Saturday has never coached in his life. I think he's coached maybe at the high school level, but collegiate or Can I, can I tell you pro. something? I mean, I love him. He's a cool guy. But. Can, I, can I tell you something about Jeff Saturday? Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. So he did coach high school. Guess what his record was in high school? <laughs> Undefeated. He was 3-7 and seven and in high school. Really? As a high school coach. Mm. That's embarrassing. Like, I think Doug Peterson was a high school coach uh, before he came back to the NFL with Andy Reid. He was, like, undefeated every year. Like, uh, I mean, that's what you expect. You're an NFL player. Like, you must know so much about scheme and... And training, he was three and seven wow. as a high school coach. Now high school's a little different. You're not recruiting players and this and that, and I understand that. But 
Three and seven? You were an NFL playing like a, an incredibly smart and successful one who played with Peyton Manning. You couldn't scheme up, you know, uh, well, whatever. So, I mean, it'll certainly be interesting. You got to say that. Uh, he's a great guy, but he, I mean, if you're a coach on that coaching staff, you have to be pissed off because, you, you know, you're working your butt off here. <laughs> Jeff Saturday's for, on uh, for years. ESPN. By the way, so it's just interesting to look. So he's an ESPN guy or whatever TV guy. Well, the last time a TV guy got hired was John Gruden. Now, obviously, he was a coach before. That didn't end up too well. And his general manager, Mike Mayock, who was, and I love Mike Mayock, but as a general manager, uh, absolutely every first round pick he made, and he had high first round picks, they're already off the team, except for Josh Jacobs. That team is a disaster. And, I, Josh McDaniels is just. Terrible. He should not be a head coach. No. So, but they traded for Devontae <laughs> Adams. They thought they were going to be good. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams having a nice season, but that team's yeah, still but a mess. I don't think he's very helpful for a horrible team. You should have maybe a little more self awareness and say, hey, we've had like five, five first round picks in the last three years and none of them are on the team anymore. Maybe we should focus on drafting instead of giving up more picks because we stink. <laughs> Howie Roseman would never. Anyway. Um, I think the team that scares me the most on the schedule left is probably the Titans because I think they have a really good coach. And Derrick Henry with this, you know, you kind of said kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, well, Joe, I mean, I think now's the time to start actually talking about it. Does this Eagles team have a chance to go undefeated this year? I know it's been a talking point for weeks now. I kind of just ignored it because, like, what are you going to talk about going undefeated when you're 5-0? and But they're 8-0 and now, you know? That's 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 halfway yeah. through the season. And looking at the upcoming schedule, you know, there's there's nothing too, too scary. So do you think the Eagles could go undefeated? And would you even want them to go undefeated? Um, I mean, would I want them to? Sure. I mean, they'd be the first team ever to go 17-0 in the regular season. Um, is it possible? Sure. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not for a couple of reasons. But this brings me back to an interesting question. Let's say you clinch the number one seed and you got a game or two left. Do you play your starters? And you're still undefeated. Uh, I don't think you... I think you would play them uh, the second to last game because I think that would be a long time. And then you'd play them a little bit. All right, let's say the it's the last game. game. There's one game left. You're 16-0. And you clinch the number one seed. If you're Sirianni, do you go for 17-0 or do you keep your players healthy? You keep your players healthy. No, okay. I mean, the, the goal is the Super Bowl. I, yeah. don't, I don't really care about 17-0. Okay. Actually, I don't even know if I'd want to be 17-0. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times these teams, they go undefeated and there's a lot of pressure. In the playoffs, like, keep oh, that yeah. going. I mean, there's always pressure in the playoffs, but it's like, you're the undefeated team. Like, are you going to make history? I, I just kind of want them to get that loss. I, I won't be upset if they lose, you know, two of these games um, uh, with, the, with yeah. their starters in. Because, you know, sometimes you just have to lose lose a few. Yeah, I think uh, I think that – well, I saw a funny meme on Twitter, too. Going back to Twitter, somebody was making, like, a parody argument about Jalen Hurts not being the MVP – and they were saying, well, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, they lost a couple tough games there. They're getting their team ready. You know, they're getting them out of the way. Hurts hasn't even lost a game yet. So um, I thought that was kind of funny. But, you know, because everybody's just going after Hurts. But, you know, I don't know. I take it one game at a time at this point. I mean, I think that's what this team's been doing all year. I mean, they totally have the right mindset, especially Jalen Hurts. You know, they, 
He's gotten so many questions about like, oh, undefeated. Like, you guys looking at seventeen and zero? And he just says, nope. One game at a time. Yeah, he was asked about going back to Houston, seeing his family. You know, it's his hometown. He said, it's a business trip. And I, <laughs> I freaking love that. And he was obviously happy to see his family. But when he said, it's a business trip, ah, that just gave me chills. I was like, this guy, he is focused. He is focused. All right, uh, anything else you want to talk about, whether it's around the league or we covered the Eagles pretty well. We did. Um or any bets or anything like that before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, I haven't really looked at the, the betting. I, I didn't announce my pick last week, but it didn't go so well. So maybe just I'll cool off for this week. But let's just talk about the Washington game real fast. Um, we're playing at home Monday night. Washington coming to town. We're 11-point favorites. I'm guessing Taylor Heineke is going to be the quarterback. And I think he has to be. Yeah, I, I think this is actually going to be kind of a tough game. Because um, I think Washington's actually not that bad with Taylor Heineke. If it was Carson Wentz, I think we'd blow him out by like 30 points. But with Heineke, I can see this the commanders being a little frisky. But, but I think we're going to win. But I think it could be close. I'm going to say they win fairly easily. Fairly so easily. So I'll, I'll go against what you're saying. Uh, are the commanders a better team than when they were when we last played them? Sure. But... We're just a, we're just better than them at literally every position, including head coach. No arguing there. So I, I and we're at home. I, I think and we're coming off Thursday night football. I, I think Taylor Heineke is playing pretty well, but he's Taylor Heineke. So <laughs> could I be wrong? Sure, I've been wrong many many times, but I just feel like they're going to take care of business again. All right, let's get it done. Okay. Oh, let's just do. How about this? We'll do a mid-season swoop superlative. So your MVP oh. for the for the halfway point and LVP for the halfway point. It can be anybody. Anybody. You want to go first for MVP? Sure. I'm going Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, he's going. We uh we said he's probably the MVP of the league, you know, of the league. So obviously he has to be MVP of your team too. And he's certainly playing like it. You know, we've talked about him enough, so I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to go a little outside the box, and I'm going Howie Roseman. He's the guy that picked Hurts when it was not the popular pick. He hired, uh, and I guess you could group Jeff Lurie into this as well. He hired Nick Sirianni when it was the unpopular thing to do, and then he went out and had the offseason of a lifetime, traded for Robert Quinn, which I still think is a great trade, regardless, you know, regardless of outcome. you got to assess fourth. It's a fourth. Yeah, you got to assess the, risk the trade. reward is there. Yeah, it, it's... Exactly. You can't grade a trade off of what happens afterwards. You got to look at it well, in the I moment. Mean, you, you can a little bit. A little bit, but you got to look at it in the moment, right? Not every trade works out. This was a smart trade, is the point I'm trying to make. It was good value for a good player, for a veteran guy, for a team, for a position of need. If he's not great, he's not great. There's risk reward for everything. So my guy is Howie Roseman, great who, pack. by the way, you know. I don't know. You, I think you sent me that video. He cursed out some fans. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of people thought he was joking. I've watched that video a few times. I think he was not joking. I think at the yeah, end, he, smile on I think face, I think at the end he realized I need to laugh here because it looks kind of bad. But I think he meant a lot of. I think he meant what he said a little bit. Sure. I mean, brought us an early Super Bowl. I would say it too. Yeah. So I, but I liked it. I, I you know, oh, it was cool. I saw people trashing him for it in, in like the media. Like Jeff McClain said, it was a bad move. I said, no. whatever. Who cares? He he deserved it. All right, LVP. LVP. 
Uh, tough, tough, tough. Eight and zero. Fletcher Cox. Okay. Um, just because it doesn't really seem like the efforts there. I mean, I love the guy. He used to be one of the three best defensive linemen in the NFL, and he's far from that at this point. I know he's been around forever and father time. You know, undefeated. But come on, try a little harder, man. You still got you still got a little bit left in the tank. So Fletcher Cox is my LVP thus far. That's a good one. Um, I'll just uh, can't you sit, boss. I'm not doing Sipos. He's balling out now. I actually, I like Sipos. Um, so I'm not going to do Sipos. I saw his locker Sunday. Yeah, beautiful Jeff, locker. Jeff is at the link. And saw he got, the locker room, he, ran through the tunnel. What a what a trip. Yeah. He stole some stuff from uh, everybody's locker. Oh, you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, I wish I were there, but, you know, I didn't get the invite. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe um, next time, Joe. You know what? I changed my MVP. You're changing your MVP. My MVP. Sirianni? No, no, no. Jeff. Swoop? It is Swoop! <laughs> Swoop is the MVP. Duh! How could we not say that? That was... Uh, I'm oh, not giving an man. LVP. I'm giving two MVPs. It's Howie and Swoop. I'm done. I, you know, I, I forgive you, Michael Clay, because I was going to give it to you, but I've been crapping on you all, all year. Uh, we're 8-0. Nobody deserves the LVP. Two MVPs. <laughs> give it three. Jalen Hurts another one. AJ Brown's an MVP. Uh, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Bradbury Johnson. They're all MVPs. There is no LVP. The whole team. It's the whole team. And, beautifully and, and um, beautifully you, you know, last one, you are the MVP, Jeff. Oh, wow. You are the MVP. That's You're a successful man. You got a girlfriend now. Oh I'm putting it out to the world. Uh, shout out, Jeff's new girlfriend. He's employed. He's living in a major city. And he's got a podcast. The number one MVP in my heart is Jeff. Wow. That was, that was, all right. And yeah. let's end it. Let's say it together. A fly, swoop, fly together. Right. One, two, three. Fly, fly swoop, fly. fly. Have a great day. And you guys are also 100 years. 100 days. 100 days.